Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Big hour on the way here. We have a lot of fun to be had. We've been doing a lot of talking about what happened in the quote-unquote no-hitter last night, and that conversation will continue. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We haven't done as much football today as usual. we got some basketball to get into, so we have a million different directions that we can take it. Um, I, I do want to address one thing quickly here uh, that I meant to do a little bit earlier, but we got sidetracked with a few other things, and that is the Kyrie Irving story. So a lot of people are asking me for, I, I guess, a number of obvious reasons. My feelings on what's going on with Kyrie Irving. For those of you who didn't see it last night, Kyrie Irving and the Nets uh, each pledged $500,000 to anti-hate causes. They released statements um, in which Irving, quote, took responsibility for the negative impact his controversial social media post has had toward the Jewish community and said he opposes all forms of hatred and oppression. It was very noticeable to me when I read it. He he obviously made a point of avoiding the words, I'm sorry. He d- does not use the word, I'm sorry. He uses the term, took responsibility. And that's fine. I said on this show the other day, I don't think there's any benefit to people who aren't sorry saying they're sorry, and I don't think that he is sorry. And the reason for that is because I genuinely don't believe he understands why what he did is so hurtful and so harmful. Those are two different things. Something being harmful and something being hurtful are not the same. Hurtful things can be harmful. Harmful things can be hurtful, but they aren't necessarily one and the same. And in this case, it was both. But look, I don't know Kyrie Irving at all. I do not believe he set out with the intention to do something terrible. I think he set out with the intention to do something he thought was beneficial, important, or in any other way, right. And what I hope is that through this experience and through what can come from it, that he will come to understand and come to learn. And that does not have to happen in a day, but to understand why what he posted was so hurtful to people and why it is so potentially harmful for a person in his position with the platform that he has to use it in that way. We live in a world now where the immediate answer is cancel him, get rid of him, get him out of my, f- I don't want to hear from him, I don't want to see him, I don't want to know about him. He, he should be cast away from all decent society. And, and Kyrie Irving has built up prior to this episode a lot of negative feeling on the part of a lot of people. So I understand how that contributes to this. But I would like to live in a society where we can take an opportunity like this and view it as that, as an opportunity. Because if Kyrie Irving does at some point, hopefully soon, if he says he's going to approach this and he approaches things with an open mind, I'm going to take him at his word. I would like to, to believe that if he listens to people, not to me, but to people who can explain to him in meaningful ways why the thing that he posted, this link to this film that he posted, was so hurtful to so many people and was so potentially harmful in the big picture, that not only will he come to understand that, but that perhaps he will then use that platform of his in ways that will be beneficial, that will genuinely help. Pledging $500,000 towards something is fine. It's nice. I'm not discounting it. But in the big picture, it isn't going to make the kind of difference that someone like Kyrie Irving coming out a week from now or a month from now or a year from now or at whatever point and saying, 
I have come to understand. I have come to view this situation differently. I understand now through conversation with people, through listening to people, why the views that, whether I intended to or not, that I illuminated, that I magnified, hurt so many people and could potentially harm so many more. And if he were to do that, then maybe a lot of other people who don't understand it will come to understand it as well. And in the long run, you can take what has been a terrible little episode for everyone involved and turn it into something that actually benefits us. And do you know what that's called? That's called a society. That's called a society that actually functions. If we just push ourselves into our little corners and say, he's bad, I never want to hear from him again, then this bad episode will just fade off into the ether and it will become just one of many, many, many bad episodes. This one got a lot more attention than most because he's a very famous person. And nothing good will come from it and no change will ever come. But if we are willing, if someone, and I, and I, I have optimism actually that this may happen, to meet him somewhere, and by that I don't mean physically, but to meet him in his world and express to him, Kyrie, I need you to understand my history. I need you to understand my family. I need you to understand why this is so painful for me to be exposed to and further why this creates a more dangerous situation for others who already live in some degree of completely unnecessary danger, that feels to me like it actually all could turn out to be a win. And that's the society I'd like to live in. Now, have we moved hopelessly away from a world where that might happen? I'm trying really hard not to believe that. I'm trying really hard not to give up. But Because the, the alternative to what I'm describing is a society that just continues to full, pull further and further apart. And I don't care how strong a culture we feel we have built, how strong a, a, a nation of diverse people and ideas we feel like we've built, if we just keep pulling further and further apart like a rubber band, eventually a rubber band snaps. Eventually, even the elastic can't be pulled that far. And I am increasingly, as I get older and prepare to sort of hand this world off to younger generations, most notably my own children, I am increasingly becoming concerned that that is the world we're handing them, that we're handing them a world where the rubber band has snapped. And the one thing about a rubber band is you can tie it up together again, but it never again is a rubber band. A rubber band, if you snap it, ceases to be a rubber band. You might try and tie the two ends together, but it is never going to be the same again. So I, I'd like to consider myself an optimist. I'd like to think that we have not snapped, that we as a culture and as a society, as a people, can save this rubber band. I, I, this is becoming a tiring uh, illustration, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say by that, that we can still save this. And sports are a place that bring a lot of people together. Not necessarily talk shows. I mean, the actual sporting place. And maybe, just maybe, 
something really, really meaningful and good can come from this. And like any journey that will require thousands of miles, it could begin with a single step. Maybe that could be the first step in the journey that I would love in the rest of my lifetime to see our nation make. So that those are my thoughts. I don't plan to ever talk about this again unless there is something else that needs to be discussed because I'm firmly of the opinion that people tune into this show to get away from things like that. And so we will, for the most part, as we usually do, talk about why they should have let the guy throw a no-hitter last night and who's going to win the football games this weekend and all the stuff that I feel I have done pretty well for 30 years taking your mind off of the really important things. But that just felt like something it was very important to me to say once. And I thank you for indulging me the opportunity to do it. All right, I'm going to pause on that thought. We're going to come back and do all the regular things, including answering the big questions around the National Football League. We'll do that next. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live every morning from the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. Uh, We have all sorts of more commonplace sports talk conversations to be had, and it begins with Greeny's Takes. Greeny's Takes. Haven't done a lot of football on the show today. We, we've done a lot on the World Series. I'm texting back and forth with Mr. Costas, by the way, oh, his yeah? thoughts on the combined no-hitter last night, because I always turn to him for a little bit of perspective, so I'll share some of that as we go. But uh, I have Greeny's takes here. So the way this is going to work today is, 
Hambo posed a variety of questions to our many analysts on Get Up this morning. Bart Scott, Rob Ninkovich, Dominique Foxworth, even Dan Graziano, because that's what Hembo does for a living. He's a content producer on Get Up. And then what happens is I come here on the radio and I get to give you the real answers to these questions, not that nonsense that they all talk about. What was the first question? Greeny, are the Patriots a playoff team? Hell no. I mean, absolutely not. Uh, the, the, it aggravates me so much that the Jets lost that game to them because the Jets are much better than they are. And the Patriots look terrible. The Patriots, Bill Belichick basically said, I'm going to sit back and let this quarterback give me the game, and he did. And that's what frustrates me so much. The Patriots are definitively the fourth best team in the AFC East. They are no better than... I'm just trying to do some math in my head. Are, are they any better than the ninth or 10th best team in the AFC in total? Let's just do it for fun here. You got the other three teams in the AFC East. You got Cincinnati is better than them. Baltimore is better than them. At minimum, that's five. You got Tennessee is better than them. That's six. Kansas City is better than them. That's seven. Who am I forgetting? Uh, the Chargers? I think the Chargers are better than them. But you know what? Belichick would find a way to beat Brandon Staley. If, if they play each other... I would not put it past Belichick to find a way to win that game. So I've only given seven teams, which isn't as many as I was expecting it to be. I actually think Cleveland is better than them and is certainly going to be better than huh. them when they get to Sean Watson. They've lost some ridiculous games. Anyway, the answer to your question is no, I do not believe the Patriots are a playoff team. Are the Vikings a Super Bowl team? I think the answer to that is yes. Um the question is, do you trust the quarterback? They have everything else. Everything else. TJ Hawkinson is a startlingly underappreciated, excellent player. He actually, I didn't even know this. I, I know this. I knew how good he was or that he was good because I play daily fantasy every week. And TJ Hawkinson, either you kill somebody or they kill you because of TJ Hawkinson every single week. He puts up monster numbers in that Detroit offense. He actually leads the NFL in yards per catch amongst tight ends. And the Vikings were last in that category, even with Irv Smith, who's now out eight weeks at tight end. That's a major upgrade. No team has better weapons. No team has better weapons than Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Alexander Madison. No team has better weapons. Not Miami. Not Kansas City, whoever else we're going to put in the discussion. No one. So, and the defense is good. So, can Kirk Cousins stare down? Now, who is it? That's the other thing. And then the NFC. Like, who's he going to have to beat in a big playoff game? It's not going to be Rodgers. I don't think it's going to be Brady. So, and I really like these players I'm about to name. But I'm not sitting here saying... Kirk Cousins has no chance against Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts, or Dak Prescott. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. So, yes, I think the Vikings absolutely are a Super Bowl team. Does that make sense? It I does. Mean, does anyone strongly disagree? Bubba, Nuno, either of you guys disagree with that? I'm, I'm concerned about Kirk Cousins. I, as well as they played, I looked at his stats the other day because I was like, does he belong in the— in the MVP conversation, and his stats are horrendous. They're like they're not good. I think it's like nine touchdowns, five interceptions. So how they're winning, I'm not sure. The, 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 now the you've made me very curious. I'm looking that up. Go the ahead. Vikings have a scoring margin this year of plus 29. They're majoring in winning close games. For context, the Niners are four and four. 
they have the exact same scoring margin. I'm with you. Like, if they host the Cowboys or the Niners or practically anyone else, they can win that game. But I have a hard time seeing them go into Philadelphia to win that game. I'm looking for, here's Kirk Cousins. So his season right now, let me call it up here. I'm sorry. I should have it's had a, this. Already. I'm looking at it right now. Go he's ahead, throwing, go. He's thrown for 1,700 yards. He actually, I'm sorry, he has 11 touchdowns, five interceptions with a QBR of 49. Forty. It's very average. Right, forty nine is, is an average QBR. Mm-hmm. Sixteen is directly in the middle, so it's <laughs> average. And you might say to yourself, "Okay, that's an average quarterback." The point is, and a an average quarterback with those weapons should be putting up way better than average numbers, which suggests that Cousins is a below average quarterback with weapons that are so good they're making him look average. I won't disagree with that, but I think sometimes you're so talented. Maybe you overcome that. We'll see. College football action Saturday night, LSU, Alabama, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage on most of these ESPN radio stations, 630 Eastern. Uh, Next. Are the Dolphins a Super Bowl team? I I think the answer is yes, based on if you're only going to list one team, then that takes all the fun out of it. I don't think anybody's beating Buffalo. I don't think Kansas City goes in there and beats them. I don't think Baltimore goes in there and beats them. I don't think Miami goes in there and beats them. I don't think Tennessee goes there and beats them. Those are the only teams that I think have even a a puncher's chance. And I do give the Dolphins a puncher's chance. Now, what um, some of the guys are making a big deal of today, Ninkovich in particular and Bart Scott, and I think this is real, is a Miami team playing in Buffalo in January might even be the first weekend in February now, an AFC championship scenario. But but any time in the playoffs, you know, absolutely freezing cold and all the rest of it. Like, Buffalo's a new level of cold. Like, Kansas City gets cold. I think Buffalo gets colder, right? Like, Buffalo's cold. And we're talking about an SEC quarterback, not a Big Ten quarterback. Right. I mean, Tua, Alabama, he's from Hawaii, for <laughs> crying out loud. I'll tell you a quick funny story about that. My first week in college, I'm in, at Northwestern University, so I'm in Evanston, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And anyone who's ever been there, the Chicago winters can be pretty tough. And we're all sitting there, and, and, and we were having, like, a freshman orientation thing. And they were asking, like, you hey, know, is anyone anyone here from so-and-so? What are your biggest concerns? And the, a, a young girl, a, a young girl, a young woman, a female student, a person who was at my, my age at that time, got up and said, my biggest concern is that I'm from Hawaii and I've never seen snow. And literally, we all just started laughing. I mean, I'm from New York. I've seen cold. But it gets much colder in Chicago than it gets in New York. I think Buffalo... I think that's a factor. Anyway, this has been a long, meandering way of saying, I think the Dolphins are a Super Bowl team, but I do not think in any way they're going to get there. I give them at best the third, and if not, maybe the fourth or even fifth the best chance in the AFC. I go Buffalo, then I think I go Kansas City, then I think I go either Tennessee or Baltimore. Because particularly in a cold-weather game like that, you know, just that running the ball. Oh, interesting. Mm. Derrick Henry, can, yeah, Derrick, Derrick Henry, Henry can and Lamar wants to run it. So I give those teams a puncher's chance. And then Miami, they want to fling it, right? They want Tua to fling it to to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And I don't think that I don't know how well that goes over in that kind of weather. What's next? Will the Cowboys regret not making a bigger move before the trade deadline? Uh, yes and no, which is to say that. When they get knocked out of the playoffs, which invariably they will, um, people like me will say, you see, if you had just gotten one more offensive weapon. But the reality is, 
that probably won't be the difference. I don't, I don't think it's reasonable to say any one player they could have gotten this week was going to make the difference between them making it or not. Here's what's going to make the difference. The difference is going to be, does Dak Prescott elevate that offense to being excellent? Because that defense can be excellent. But I don't think, even with the addition of the the, the tackle they just signed, right, Jonathan Hankins? Hankins. They just signed a defensive tackle. Even so, that's a team you can run the ball against. The Cowboys remind me of Peyton Manning's really, really good Indianapolis teams, the Colts, because they had those good pass rushers, Mathis and Freeney, and they were a small defense, and their vision of, of winning, and it worked a lot, was... Peyton and that offense get ahead of you, and then you got to throw it, and we come after your quarterback, and it's checkmate. But guys like Belichick would figure out, we shorten the game, we run the ball, we don't let them get ahead of us, and then we can run it on their defense late. And that, that's what teams are going to try and do to the Cowboys. So it's on Dak and C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard and Zeke and everybody else, Dalton Schultz. It's on those guys to get ahead if they – this is a ridiculous prediction to make. If the Cowboys can play from in front, mm. I believe they can win the Super Bowl. But if they find themselves down seven in the third quarter of a playoff game against San Francisco, Philadelphia, maybe Minnesota, I think they're in big trouble. We have the Cowboys pass rush first. The Cowboys run stop 29th. Yeah. To make that point. I mean, there you have it. So those are putting numbers to what they are. Okay, very good. Those are Greedy's takes. Interesting stuff. Uh, we have much more to do today. I'll try and get a who you got quickie in here coming up. Plus, something that could very well happen that has never, ever happened before. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio as we roll along here. we got a bunch of stuff that we will get to, including who was really to blame for the Phillies getting no hit last night. It wasn't uh, Christian Javier, and it was not any of the other pitchers for the Astros last night. Spoiler alert, it was someone who's sitting in the room with me. But as we did just a moment ago, the Greenies takes on the football questions, there was one we didn't get to because of time. And the last one is the one nearest and dearest to your heart, Mr. Hembo. What would have the last question been? I'm giving you the Eagles or the field in the NFC. What are you taking? I'm asking that question to the Giant fan and the Cowboy fan. That's who I want. I want to ask Bubba and Nuno the answer to that question. I'm asking you to bet an amount of money, Bubba, that matters to you. Are you taking the Eagles or the field in the NFC to make the Super Bowl? 
Wow. I'm going to go with the F. The field. Taking the field. How about you, Nuno? This is going to hurt. I'm going to take the Eagles. Wow. Whoa. Wow. What would you take? Technically speaking, it's smarter. Well, first of all, as we have already Enough covered. Enough with the technically speaking. Nothing, in spo- nothing sucks the life out of sports more than technically speaking. Which reminds me of... This is why people shake nerds. Why people shake nerds. But go ahead. Statistically speaking, it's far likelier that me going with the field will pay off. So are they not... It's, it's, it's obviously not a 50% chance of the Eagles making That's the right. Super Bowl, according to our analytics. What is their chance? The Eagles' chance of making the Super Bowl is 37%. That seems about right to me. I mean, there are definitely teams that could go in there and beat the Eagles. They're far and away the best team. But I wouldn't take any team to, over the field in almost any circumstance. Buffalo and the AFC. Right now, our analytics actually have Kansas City fairly close to Buffalo. They say that one of those two teams, an 85% chance that one of those two teams will get there, but it's like 48 and 37. Like the, the, they're actually much closer to each other than we might think. But if it's 48, then that's pretty close to 50-50. I mean, oh, yeah. you've actually got yourself to a place where the odds have almost swung in your favor. I'm also concerned that the Eagles haven't yet learned how to punch back. we got so much of the season left. We have to see them, they, like you said before with the Cowboys, at some point, they will encounter an obstacle, have to overcome some adversity. We have to see it. Yeah. You got to see it. They, they're, they're very rarely in close games. Um, they haven't had a bad injury, knock on wood. Yeah. They, they, they haven't lost a game they're supposed to win. They haven't lost a game at all. You know, the whole unbeaten thing could be interesting, too, because it's a pretty inexperienced group. I mean, Hertz is a very mature kid, but he's young. Sirianni is a good coach, but he's young and inexperienced. It's not Andy Reid handling this situation uh, like in, in the old days in Philly. So... It'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. All right, we will uh, chart a new course in 15 seconds here on ESPN Radio. All right, uh, this is interesting. Uh, Greening with you here on ESPN Radio. I I, uh, gave off the top of this hour my thoughts on the Kyrie Irving situation. I appreciate a lot of the response that I've received. And I said in that moment that that was all I really wanted to say about it. And then I wanted to get back to other matters. I did not know that 15 minutes later we would have breaking news on this topic. So I apologize, but this is something I think I have to read to you. The commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, has released a statement in the last five minutes. And I will read it to you verbatim. Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. I will be meeting with Kyrie in person in the next week to discuss this situation. Well, I think this is good to go back to what I said at the beginning of the hour. I don't think people should apologize when they're not sorry. And I don't think that Kyrie Irving is sorry. And the reason for that is not because I think he is an evil human being, because I think he genuinely does not understand why the film that he linked to is so hurtful and so harmful. I'm I'm not going to repeat the entire 10 minutes that I gave. But perhaps meeting with the commissioner, who is Jewish and might have strong feelings about this, but may th- I think more importantly, meeting with people who can express to him in direct personal ways why what he did was so harmful and hurtful to so many people that he might actually learn from it 
he might recognize that he should be sorry. Rather than saying he's sorry because it is the easy thing to do, actually feel sorry about what he did. Actually recognize why what he did was harmful. And then, as I said earlier, he will have the ability, the opportunity at least, and certainly the ability, and hopefully the desire to use that enormous platform that he has earned for good and not for bad, for things that will be beneficial and not harmful and hurtful. And maybe meeting with the commissioner, look, I I know I'm sounding very Pollyannish. I, I understand that I'm trying, maybe I'm desperately trying to reach for the, um, for the, for the, 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 the silver lining around the dark cloud. I, I get that. But, you know, when you get to be my age, you kind of try that because being frustrated and being angry and being, uh, feeling disassociated from things, that's not getting us anywhere. It's not getting me anywhere. And it's starting to worry me. Like I'm genuinely starting to be worried. Um, and, and I know someone tweeted at me, Greeny, you're overstating how united we ever were. No, I get it. Look, I'm, I've, I've lived in this world a long time and I'm a student of history. I understand um, I understand, believe me, I understand as much as you would like me to understand. But what I'm saying is there's never a bad time to try. And this feels like a time when it is almost slipping away from us. And I'm hopeful that we can take what has otherwise been just a terrible situation and somehow manage to turn it into something that actually does some people some good. Anyway, Uh, I'm not going to go back over all of that again. We have a podcast. If you want to hear what I said, you can go back to the beginning of hour number two. It'll be posted at some point today, and you'll be able to hear what I said. Those were the things that I meant. I just felt uh, with this from Adam Silver, it it seemed as though we needed to share that with you. So that is the latest from the NBA and from the commissioner. Uh, I am Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. Quote, at progressive.com. Okay, where was I going? L- let's change the, to- the the tone completely. Completely. So a no-hitter was thrown in the direction of the Philadelphia Phillies last night. I can't say it was thrown by anyone because it was thrown by four people. And we already spent an hour today bemoaning the sad truth that all the drama, the gorgeousness, the beauty, the magic, the mystery of the postseason no-hitter has been taken away and has been irretrievably lost. Christian Javier was taken out of that game last night after 97 pitches. And while I don't blame Dusty Baker for doing it, it certainly is a sad, in my opinion, a sad day for the sport. Having said that, what we have not yet covered, Nuno, is the reason Mm. that the Phillies were no hit. The Phillies were a level of hot going into last night's game that few teams in World Series history have ever been. Starting pitchers coming in to play them at Citizens Bank Park in this postseason had an ERA over 10. They were being decimated. But one Phillies fan couldn't leave well enough alone. I call your attention to the Twitter feed of one Paul Hembo Hembikitis, Phillies fan extraordinaire, who just could not keep himself from tempting fate and from spitting in the face of the baseball gods. And got ahead of himself, got over his skis, and tweeted yesterday in a tweet that went viral the statistics about how dominant the Philly pitching, excuse me, the Philly bats have been against quality pitching 
at Citizens Bank Park and promptly to smack him down, to give him the beatdown that he so richly deserved. Hembo's team was no hit last night. They went from scoring 10 earned runs per nine innings against opposing starting pitchers to failing to produce a single hit in nine innings of baseball last night. What do you have to say for yourself, Hembo? It gets worse. The story gets worse. How does it get worse? I watched the game on TV. No. I was waiting for that. I was going to ask. Wow, that's just wow. embarrassing. I didn't even know that. How <laughs> You watched the game on TV? Oh, my God. I thought I could cheat the baseball gods last night. Oh, I, changed, I, I now have to change my mind. The tweet isn't what did it. Wow, that's, that's phenomenal. You are a disgrace. <laughs> that's the best thing I've heard all day. Oh, my God. You shouldn't even be allowed to go to the game. That You're going to this game tonight, right? All right. You should not be allowed in the ballpark. You and Kate Upton should be persona non grata number one and number two amongst these Philly fans. To be clear, for those of you who have not been with us, Ugh. Hemba was at a wedding Friday night. By the way. Did you tell me you have another Friday night wedding this week? We do. What is with these Friday weddings? Like, who, I, I, who, who gets married on a Friday? Like, I don't understand. But it's not, these are not like people going down, you know, to, to, to visit a justice of the peace or going to a, you know, a, a, one of these places in Vegas with an Elvis impersonator or, or just going down to the, it's not the DMV. Where do you go to get married? DMV? City Hall. <laughs> City Hall, sorry, whatever whatever municipal building it is that one can get married, it's not the DMV. Although you could maybe knock off two birds with one stone there. Quick marriage and renew your driver's license. But anyway, you're digressing me. You're trying to distract me I to am. get yourself out of trouble. I am. Who gets married on a Friday? What is with these Friday weddings? These have been on the schedule for like two years. Why? I don't know. Who schedules a Friday wedding? All two of years my wife's friends. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's because it's... It, you're, be able, you're able to be more frugal or just cheap. I'm sure that's part of it. But like for this to happen in consecutive weeks in November this year during the World Series is just beyond me. It's just beyond me. But anyway, so as confusing as we all find that. Oh, my God. I've, I've, never, I've never in my life, I'm 55 years old, I've never been to a wedding on a Friday. Well, I've been to two in the last two weeks. I'm saying you've been to two more weddings on Fridays in the last two weeks than I've been to in 55 years or ever heard of otherwise. Anyway, I digress. The point of it is Hembo's at this wedding last Friday night and he is forced to watch his beloved Phillies win game one of that World Series on his phone while on the dance floor. Saturday night he was back home. He watched his Phillies lose on his television. Obviously game one, not only did they win, but they won in incredibly dramatic fashion coming back from 5 nothing down and hitting a, a winning, well, a home run that proved to be a game winner in the 10th inning. So... We all decided on this program, and we decided. Life decided. The baseball gods decided. Hembo had to continue watching the games on his phone until they lost. Now, Todd Frazier suggested that when you went to the game, what, what is tonight, when you went to game five, that maybe you would get special dispensation to watch because you're in the ballpark. Right. But no one even touched on last night mm-hmm. because he watched game three on his phone and they won. You told me you didn't let anyone put the TV on in your house. Correct. So what happened last night? I just got so antsy. I had some friends at the game that were texting me pictures. I got jealous. 
Chase Utley was throwing out the first pitch. He's my favorite Philly ever. I just decided like a few minutes before 8 o'clock, I have to turn this on. The Phillies are playing with such home mojo. What could possibly go wrong? I'm you, not kidding. You about stopped any of them. This. You destroyed the mojo. Chase Utley, by the way, who is Bubba's most hated player ever, parenthetically. Isn't your dog named Chase? He, he is, yes. Yeah, you named your dog after a Chase 15 Utley. 15-pound Cavapoo is named after Chase Utley. <laughs> Cavapoo. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't. Okay. I'm 55 years old. But I can't not laugh at these dogs that end in poo. Like, what is the poo? Poodle? Yes. The poo part of the, of the dog is a poodle? Mm-hmm. And the cava is what? A cavalier? Yeah, King Charles Cavalier. King Charles Cavalier and a poodle. Mm-hmm. What is the one that's a cockapoo? A cocker <laughs> spaniel poodle. Cocker spaniel. Because I was in the street. So my wife has become one of these people that is going to pet your dog in the street. Okay, she's become dog crazy. Like I always look, look, I love my dog more than I love anything, literally anything. But I don't love yours that much. (laughs) I love my dog that much. My dog is a member of my family. My dog is the best member of my family. I, I, I would I would die for my dog, but I would not for yours. Stace has become these people I used to make fun of, where when you see her, if we get together with friends we haven't seen in a while, she will show them on her phone pictures of our dog. Not of our kids. Wow. She's one of those people. Mm. And now she's become that dreaded person who will come up and pet your dog in the street. She and I will be walking to dinner or something like that, just walking the streets of New York, and she will see a dog she thinks is cute, and she will literally just walk over to a stranger and start petting their dog. Oh, with, so you don't have yours with no you? No dog. Wow. We don't have our dog. She's just walking up to a person. She, just a random woman, is walking up to you and petting your dog. Whoa. It is as though you are walking your dog in Madison Square Park, and you don't know me, and you don't know Stace, and we walk up to you, and without even asking permission, she will just start petting your dog and talking to you about how cute it is and asking you a variety of questions does she do that with babies in strollers or anything? never never not a ch- never has once never couldn't care less about babies not not for a second what did i wh- why did i get on this i i i, I think i've digressed Chase myself. got us here it was the cockapoo thing Chase, that's, what's <laughs> <laughs> that's right so it was the cockapoo thing. we were in the park <laughs> i live right next to a park and, uh, and there's a dog park there. My dog goes to this park, but anytime we go through the park, which is a good way to, it's a convenient way to get from one side of the park to the other. You don't walk around, you walk through. And so Stace always wants to walk right by the part of the park that has the dog park in it so she can see all these random dogs. And we, we, she bends down and she's petting some stranger's dog. And so I take out my phone because this is going to be a good, you know, two and a half minutes mm-hmm. that I'm going to have to stand here and listen to this conversation about the ninth dog we're petting on this walk. And, and so I'm just going to check my email. And I hear Stay say, what kind of dog is this little cutie? And the woman says, he's a cockapoo. And I burst out laughing and accidentally spat on my wife. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I actually went, I went like that. And, and she's like, what the hell was that? And I was like, no, no, no. I laughed. I cannot hear cockapoo so, and not laugh. So the immaturity never expires. No. That part of it, no. There are certain words I can't say. Like, let's try this. Bubba, I just want you to say, just lean into the microphone, say the word cockapoo, and try not to laugh. Uh. <clears throat> 
cockapoo. <laughs> I can't do it. Can, it's too can, funny. Can, can I do another one? Well, okay. Another one of those words? Yeah. Penalize. No, no, no. no. See, I, I understand that. I don't understand people who say that. I think you have to be doing that on purpose, okay? Because let's just say, you know, it's a holding penalty, and they've, you know, they've been penalized 16 times in this game for 114 <laughs> yards. You can say penalized, and no one will say a word about it. Like, penalized, is not only is it a perfectly acceptable pronunciation of the word, but it is a much more frequently used pronunciation of the word. Then how about pianist? No, pianist is fine. Uh, you could say pianist, but pianist is fine. You know what I will say is that on golf telecasts, they are always talking about how penal the rough is. <laughs> and that's, that's another one that's kind of tough to take. <laughs> but in the setting of golf, somehow it's not as funny. Like, I find myself saying that. Like, I play, but my home course is a very hard golf course. You've been there. Mm-hmm. It's a hard golf course. We have a lot of fescue at Bayonne Golf Club. And um, I will frequently, if I am introducing something, if I bring a guest who's never been there, I will say, you do not want to miss it right. There's stuff over there, and it's very penal. And I will say that, and I won't laugh, and the person I'm talking won't. to won't laugh. No, no. But, but, if I'm watching the game, and I don't know, Ian Eagle says they've been penalized, uh, you know, nine times for 106 yards. I start laughing on my couch. Anyway, let's circle this all the way back to where it began. Hembo is the reason the Phillies got no hit. And my question to you, Nuno, is what should his penance be? Like, I feel there should be a punishment involved in this, don't you? I think the punishment will be when they lose this series, it's, oh, no. it's your fault. When they lose this <sighs> series Saturday night or if it's, you know, on Sunday, you're going to have to live with the fact that you, Hembo, the pure, the purest, the purest baseball mm-hmm. geeks, um, is the reason they lost because you tempted faith. I know. I think we need to go further. I think he needs to wear a jersey. I mean, I, I think there has to be actual some actual tangible punishment. Quickly, I have to mention college football Saturday, ESPN Radio, Alabama, SM, uh, LSU. College football brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. I would die before I wore a Jose Altuve jersey, and it would also be way too small. And yet you're going to have to do it if the Phillies lose and you deserve it. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.